0: Hello friends, welcome to Beyond the News. It's Friday the 28th of April. Coming up on today's show we're going to be looking at the Andrew Bridgen situation here in the UK, the Tucker Carlson situation over in the US, uh, both sort of in similar situations for telling the truth. Why might they be uh, getting the boot from people who um, who have uh, been with them for years? We're going to be looking at that from a variety of angles. Also we're going to be Listening to a few comedians today, Uh, George Carlin, two great American comedians and one awful British comedian. The two great American comedians will be George Carlin, listening to a bit of stand-up where he talks about critical thinking, and then the other will be Jimmy Dawes, where I think, in my opinion, he gave gives a fantastic example of critical thinking not just that but a great bit of journalism where he's weighing up pros and cons of things and the awful comedian from the UK that'll be me so that will be what's coming up on today's show that and much, much more oh and some weird stories from the north of England that I just I don't know where to start with that one really so let's get I own no copyright on anything whatsoever this is a part of uh, the late great George Carlin's stand up uh, it looks like it was towards the end of his career he's been passed for what, about 10 15 years now so uh, but what he's talking about is um a really important and still very much um what he's talking about when it was relevant then you know i don't know how long it would be maybe 15 20 years ago something like that it's just as relevant if not more today so let's listen to george carlin he begins with uh he's talking about why the education system
1: sucks education sucks and it's the same reason that it will never ever ever be fixed it's never going to get any better don't look for it be happy with what you got because the owners of this country don't want that i'm talking about the real owners now Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. Reason education. sucks. So,
0: oh, that's the Facebook replay thing. So, um, I think that that can be said for... Here in the UK's education system, not the teacher's fault, is uh, a bigger agenda going on there. So a lot of people in the crowd, they're clapping. But I wondered if you said to the same people that were clapping, okay, so who are these people and how do they do it have you looked at klaus schwab and the wef have you looked at the bilderberg group i wonder how many of people who while clapping george's routine there would have gone oh that's just a conspiracy theory Shut up, conspiracy theories i don't need to look into that so we need to move from you know if they are in that situation to go hey look it's obvious when it's pointed out that there's something wrong let's look at the exact details of uh, and the mechanisms and the players involved here and let's see if we can go separate conspiracy theory from conspiracy reality. So let's have, uh, well, critical thinking. George said, what is critical thinking? I think there's a really good example of critical thinking here um, from Jimmy Dawes talking about Tucker Carlson. But before we uh, give that take on it, let's have a listen to Tucker. This was uploaded eight days ago. Uh, to Fox News. Of course, uh, he's been fired since then. This is uh, him interviewing RFK Jr. He joins us now. Bobby, thanks so much
2: for coming on. Um, So you are, of course, being dismissed as a vaccine nut, but watching your announcement today, it wasn't about pharma even so much as it was about America's place in the world and what do we do about it. If you wouldn't mind summarizing for our viewers, where you think we are and what you think we ought to do?
3: Well, I gave a long speech, Tucker, and thank you again for uh, having me on, of course, and for that very kind of an introduction. Um, you know, they, I think that the general theme of my speech was this corrupt merger of state and corporate power, which has uh, which has gotten, uh, which is turning our country into a corporate kleptocracy into a system of socialism for the rich, and this kind of cushy socialism for the rich, and this kind of brutal, um, merciless capitalism for the poor, Uh, it keeps us in a state of war. It bails out banks at the same time that it, it, you know, this month, last month, the United States government told 30 million people it was cutting their welfare, their food stamp checks by 90%. It took it took 15 million people off of Medicare. The same month, it gave $300 million to the Silicon Valley Bank and tapped up the cost of the Ukraine war to $113 billion. We're sending $113 billion to the Ukraine. The entire budget of EPA is $12 billion. The budget of CDC is $11 billion. We have fifty seven percent of American citizens could not put their hands on a thousand dollars if they have an emergency. A quarter of our citizens are hungry. So we're cutting welfare and food stamps by ninety percent. And we're paying and we're bailing out the bankers. We're paying for a war that you know we you know, we can't afford. and um and with the way that we do this is by printing money, we've printed, 10 centuries of money in the last 14 years. And that is that caused the inflation, which raises food, which is, which is a tax on the poor. Oh, so, you know, we've raised food prices for basic foods like chicken, dairy, and milk by 76% in, in the last two years. And now we're cutting people's food stamps and bailing out banks the same month. It uh, It doesn't make any sense. And we need to get rid of this kind of corporate control of our government. It comes from uh, this, you know, it, 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 our, our democracy is devolving into kind of a corporate plutocracy.
2: I, I would think that what you just said, and, I, and I'll just be honest, I agree with most of it. Um, but even if I didn't, I would think, boy, that's a really interesting thing to say. You have a coherent worldview. You've written a lot of books on these topics. You clearly thought about it. You're not in it for the money. So don't these issues deserve a wide hearing uh, before the public entering a presidential year? It seems to me that they do.
3: I would think they would, and particularly the issues of war. And you know, my son went over and fought in the Ukraine, as I said today, I think we're, you know, people, the, the major doyans, Sort of diplomatic, the most respected diplomatic gurus like Henry Kissinger and Jack Matlock and Larry Wilkinson have all said the Ukraine war is a huge problem for our country because it, from a geopolitical standpoint, is driving the Russians close to the Chinese, which is the worst thing for us. But we're there for the right reasons because we have tremendous compassion for the Ukrainian people and the illegal invasion, the brutality, and also their valor and their courage. My own son was serving over there. He joined a special forces unit as a machine gunner. He fought in the Kharkiv offensive. Americans care about the underdog. They care about that kind of suffering. But the question is, why are we in the Ukraine? Because Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, said that we're there to exhaust the Russians. President Biden has said that we're there to, to, to de-platform, to depose Vladimir Putin. And if that's why we're there, and we're killing a lot of Ukrainians as pawns in a proxy war between between two great powers. Here's one last thing I would say. Nobody talks about this. There's 14,000 Ukrainian civilians who have died, but 300,000 troops. The Russians are killing Ukrainians at a seven to one to eight to one ratio. They cannot sustain this. What we're being told about this war is just not true. No, it's not true. And I would
2: hope, despite the fact you criticize their advertisers, other media outlets would have enough respect for our country and for its voters to give what you said a hearing, because I think it's really important. And we're, again, grateful that you came on our show tonight. You're always welcome. Bobby Kennedy, Jr., thank you. Thank you very much, Dr.
0: Subscribe to the Fox So So, uh, oh, there he is, uh, plugging. <laughs> hour nightly not anymore mate um so that was it before we got uh fired about a week later and um great to see you know the the right get on people from the left on their shows and great to see what i would want the democratic party to really be you know anti-war pro working class kind of thing so um interesting to see if the grassroots of the democrat get behind rfk next up um, face ma- this is from the daily mail face masks may raise risk of stillbirths testicular dysfunction and cognitive decline due to build up of carbon dioxide study warns so the N-I-O-S-H, 8-hour threshold limit for safe CO2 concentrations is 0.5%. The researchers found that almost all of the studies exceeded that standard. This is by Caitlin Tilley, 23rd of April face masks may raise the risk of stillbirths testicular dysfunction and cognitive declining children explosive new research suggests a review of dozens of studies on face covering suggested that they can cause mild carbon dioxide poisoning when worn over long period my again my mind goes back to you know stories coming out only a few months after all the face masks were coming up of uh, people just uh you know doing exercise in these masks and uh, toppling over but didn't someone die I think I can't remember now I have to go and look at previous pod listen to previous podcasts I should say so you know it wasn't really tricky to figure out that cutting down oxygen levels over a sustained period of time wouldn't be a good idea I think it was just a lot of people thought oh it doesn't reduce your oxygen levels at all Uh, it's just again it's that example of the television and jimmy Dawes is going to really talk about that that narrative control It's the idea of hey wearing a face mask a lot is a bad idea for a number of reasons but we're there to convince you otherwise and the media did it and then the government would come in and mandate and that kind of stuff uh, because people would go oh wearing a mask that would protect me and protect them and well i want to be safe yes mandate it you know And again, it links into what we were talking about with our two previous clips about RFK saying the merger of the corporate and the, the state, in this case, the corporate being the media. And again, if you want to wear a mask, do it. And I think it does help a little bit for a short period of time. But the idea that it helps a lot and that there are no detrimental side effects, I've always said, is not accurate. And it also ties into what George Carlin was saying was that if you have a population that is able to think critically and go well i'm not just going to tell what the uh, listen to what the news says i'm not just going to listen to what the politician says i'm going to look at studies on long-term mask wearing that's thinking critically not you know when someone says to you have you done your own research on you know the mask that think in critically is to go i am going to go and do my own research make my own conclusions it isn't to go the tv's told me otherwise that you're a conspiracy theorist i'm in a state of fear because i've been convinced that these things are essential to me living it stops covid covid is deadly i want you to wear a mask i want me to wear a mask i want to be double safe you see you can't Get that through with a thinking critically population. So let's just scroll down there and have a look at the comments. Best rated, worst rated, best rated. Okay, up. I was about to say, oh, that's being really nice tonight. There's no adverts, or really anything like that. Let's just move the page, and it's continuing to do so. Right, up two, three, six, two, down one, two, six. I'll read it while it's right in front of my eyes. The comments below have not been moderated this is from somewhere uh, s- someone called swift in somewhere called utopia united kingdom <laughs> i'd be interested to know where that is drum roll and with all these horrible side effects they also do not stop a virus getting in and some of us knew that right from the start of lockdown and mask mandates clown world strikes again yeah again it's difficult for clown world to strike if the world isn't made up of clowns but of critically thinking people and where they say do not stop the virus getting in, i think there is a small chance that it will do some good for a short space of time before it gets sort of moist and dragged out as the studies i've seen so yeah when they say also do not stop the virus getting in, i think it should be fair to say they don't do a lot to stop a virus getting in. I think that would be a more accurate statement. In my opinion, I'm not a doctor or mask expert, though. So up 92. Oh, no, no, I just clicked onto the... Let's have another look at some of the next ones down. Up 2051, down 107. You need a psychological assessment if you think that restricting your oxygen intake would ever be good for your health. They were political theatre. Okie dokie um let's have another look at the worst rated up 92 down 354 may this could that possibly whatever what's clear and proven is that masks protect the wearers and from other deadly diseases yeah it's (sighs) there are people out there that just don't get it i could i can understand you know wearing a short mask for a short period of time does increase my chance of protection a bit, but it's just, I think it's tricky for, and do they have a point, let's scroll up and say, due to build up, study warns. Yeah, all right, he's got a fair point there, hasn't he really, may risk. All right, fair enough. But again, the second part of that is he needs to do a little bit more research on just how ineffective they are, but not totally. Uh, next up up sixty-two down two two four. Fake news, mask save lives, end of story. Yeah, it's not they're not presenting studies, are they? It's just I repeat the mantra, mask saves lives. End of story. Fake news. Republicans just wasn't an excuse as to why they have cognitive decline, LOL. It has nothing to so they're very it has nothing to do with masks. They're not just very You see, this is the sort of people it's quite good that these people exist because they are The ones that are the most often, not always, and I don't want to stereotype, and it's all horses for courses and that kind of stuff, but as a general rule, I have found that the ones that are the most resistant to the information are the ones that instead of, you know, being presented, and this is again thinking critically, when instead of being presented with something to go, I'm going to study that and find studies as to why they're wrong, it's just met with I've got a mantra to counter you. Masks save lives. You know, no studies to, you know, no no looking at the studies to say just how wrong they were. I suppose it's fair to say that it may have saved a few lives with their 15% transmission stoppage for the first 20 minutes. Again, I keep going back to that one study, that's the one that sticks in my mind. There might be others that say different. But again, it's that, it's the politicization, isn't it? You know, there's no left or right mention above there. It's just science. You know, we're studying some science. It didn't do a lot of good. or oh, when it may look like they do a lot of bad. I'm going to, you know, turn that into a, polit- a political statement of getting the Republicans in there. And it, it is that that tribalism that I've talked about before. The, the ones least likely to get on board with the resistant uh, with the information are the ones most resistant to it because they're in that tribal state of I'm the ones that need to hear the information. Are the ones that go I don't need to hear that information because I have got my television from uh, news and it's told me my opinion and I've not looked at the real studies I've just listened to other people that have spoken on behalf of people that again don't have any studies and I've called a lot of names of people on Facebook that disagree with me and I'm just staying with that camp I'm not switching football teams now and to even to go and look at a study to admit that I'm wrong brings on a whole greater plethora of questions to say What else have I been wrong about? Why have I been wrong about them? Am I getting the truth from the people that have given me the information that initially formed my opinion on masks? And if not, what else have they been misleading me about? And oh wow, does that now mean that I'm not part of my tribe? I don't like the sound of that. So, yeah it and it's good because i think a lot of the middle ground can see it they can also see the other people on the other side of the um camp that are you know you're a mask you're a dumb sheep that's not going to be useful to anybody that's not going to be able to any any people that are are out out there thinking critically that's not going to you know get them to think oh that's someone i want to get my information from i've now come to the conclusion that the television has been incorrect i'm going to leave it open-minded as to why that information was correct and the person that seems to have been more correct over things on social media has just called me names Uh, that's you know we need to have you need to be in the middle i think to get through to the most number of critical thinking people and accept that there are some that are in that tribalism state and they do not want to listen to new studies that contradict their point of view and that mindset is exactly the sorts of ones that George Carlin in my opinion was talking about you know how that education system brings people up and then move over uh, education teacher welcome mainstream news as the person that continues to put these ideas in your head and reinforce them with the fact that not only do you not need to check them out, but anyone who advises you to check them out to see if the science is correct is a conspiracy theorist slash your opposite group, tribe, you know, political party. Whatever You put in whatever X you want there. Democrat, Republican, Conservative, Labour, conspiracy theorist, whatever it is. Um, and again uh, all these comments here are the same this is it this is the next one down is wearing masks save millions of lives to get over it it's just the repetition of something that isn't accurate or at least doesn't have the information it I'm sure it was effective at certain times but to say it saved millions of lives you've got no evidence for it because it's not there Uh, Fake news and everyone should still be wearing their masks in public and with friends. It's just like... Fake news! Masks save lives! It's just the repetition of stuff that they've heard. Those slogans. Fake news! Masks save lives! You can see that it's not... It's a repetition of something that they've heard. Not an internally generated thought. Scroll down. A lot of them are saying the same things, yeah, let's find one where it doesn't seem to be re- repeating a slogan and see if they've got anything there uh right, a load of nonsense without masks, we could have easily have all died again you, The problem is there, mate, the virus had even if you think masks stopped the virus even if you think that even if masks were 100% effective we could easily have all died the virus had a 99% survival rate mate it's just like they're not they're not taking on board the facts and they're so easily proven wrong i want to scroll down to find a really like someone that's got a really good point on this there must be one a negative one to the article I will keep using mine to stop the virus and other diseases. Thank you very much. OK, again, if that's your right, mate. But, you know, if they're that effective, you don't need to mandate them for everyone else. It's like the old vaccine argument, isn't it? Um, let scroll down. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just re- they're all repeating the same stuff, man. Masks save lives, fake news, you know, and that, you know, that masks saved millions of lives. We could have died without a mask. It had a 99% survival rate, mate, even just these poor people, you know, just go and look at some studies for yourself and you'll find that the truth, you know, the truth is they're slightly effective from what I've seen for a short amount of time. Oh, people lost faith in childhood vaccines during COVID pandemic, UNICEF says. 20th of April by Jennifer Rigby and Emma Farge for Reuters. People all over the world lost confidence in the importance of routine childhood vaccines after killer diseases like measles and polio during the COVID-19 pandemic, according to the new report from UNICEF. In 52 out of the 55 countries surveyed, the public perception of vaccines for children declined between 2019 and 2021, the UN agency said. The data was a worrying warning signal of rising vaccine hesitancy amid misinformation, dwindling trust in governments and political polarisation, UNICEF and the United Nations Children's Fund said. So a lot of people lost faith in vaccines with the whole COVID vaccine and it sounds like a lot of them went well I feel misled slash lied to slash conned slash I'm sure they did their best that made an anonymous mistake whatever people feel out of that argument and then some of them have gone to go I wonder what else the people that have told me all these things that I've now of my own conclusions think is false for whatever reason I wonder what else they've told me about certain things that um, I should look into for myself to which um, you know a good example is the Andrew Bridgen thing right let's not look into it what he says let's just find an excuse to ban him and uh, you know that's a theme here of what we've got in the sh- uh, the show today non-critically thinking and what happens to those that do think critically. Let's have a look now at an article that's just strange. I didn't know whether to read this one out or not. I do like a family audience of this and I didn't know whether to read the art, but to, for the first time read the article without the headline But I won't. I did think about it, but I think I'll read the headline first. And I have read this one in advance because it's just so strange. Right, let me preface this by saying, if you open up the article, there is a picture of the bloke in said article, David Lee, and he looks exactly like you'd think he would look for doing something like this. And there's the front picture that they've got from the Metro. Is him clearly being sort of photographed in public without his consent, and the look on this guy's face is priceless. So, you should never judge a book by its cover, and you should never judge with superficialities or anything like that. But I'm telling you, just take a look at the photo of the metro. Having said that, this does involve uh, some animal cruelty, which is not in the least bit funny. All right, then. Let's begin. Man captured injured seagull in alleyway and pleasured himself over it. A man has admitted causing unnecessary suffering to a seagull after he captured it and pleasured himself while watching porn on his phone. David Lee carried out the bewildering attack in an alleyway in Sunderland in what was described as one of the most unusual cases ever seen. The 40-year-old from Roker Avenue pleaded guilty to carrying out a sexual act involving a herring gull at South Tyneside Magistrates Court yesterday. It's classified as as an offence under the Animal Welfare Act 2006. CCTV footage shown in court showed Lee kneeling down with the bird between his legs in a narrow passageway near Gladstone Street at around 1am. He was then seen pulling his pants off and appearing to masturbate with the bird close to his groin area while watching pornography on his phone. The defendant then kicked the bird away and walked off. Describing the video evidence seen in court, prosecutor Leslie Burgess said at around 1am the defendant was seen chasing a gull down the road. The second piece of footage shows the defendant chasing the same bird down the road. In the third piece of footage, the defendant has a different bird in his hand. It is a smaller bird. You see the defendant with the bird in his arms and he goes a short pace down the road. It's clear from the CCTV footage of the defendant is masturbating. The defendant places the bird close to his groin and in between his legs. He goes back to his phone and continues with his act. She continued he pulls his trousers up and gives a kick to the bird he picks up the phone and starts to walk off after the incident Lee was arrested at a nearby takeaway where he told police he'd picked the seagull up because he thought it was injured and was searching for on, on his phone for how to help it but the court heard how the defendant's phone was seized by police who found he'd in fact searched for porn sites and not for a vet or the RSPCA see that's uh, and all uh, court is horrible just thinking about the logistics of the arrest if he was arrested at a takeaway was it on the same night because if so that would imply that the uh, the the CCTV or footage was you know monitored live and then they spoke to the police and why would it matter it sounds like what was on his phone was yeah the defendant was phone the phone was seized by the police it was injured for searching a phone um how the defendant's phone was seized by police who found so if he had have been looking for videos of how to heal the animal or the rspca and that's what showed up in his search engine would he still have got nicked because the cctv footage would have shown him enjoying the bird's company although the bird clearly not enjoying his shall we say him being fruity with the bird which should in itself just be enough shouldn't it if he's sort of doing it in public even though it's in an alleyway or just the kick of animal cruelty should do it shouldn't it it's interesting that the. i just i would want to know what would happen if the the guy was you know even more I don't even know the word for it sick weird whatever and you know he was pleasuring himself while looking at a video of how to help it then what would the police have done so yeah one of the most unusual cases ever so there. there's something you don't hear every day now on from the mail again by Nick Craven could the man this is a weird one I don't usually, I don't cover conspiracy theories on the show. I just cover mainstream media that would seem to present. There's more to it than meets the eye. Let people join the dots themselves. But this is a mainstream media article, so I'm going to read it out. And um, don't know much about this uh, situation, so just going to read some, a few bits of it out here. Could the man jailed for John Lennon's murder be innocent? New documentary says a second gunman could have fired fatal shots and questions whether killer Mark Chapman was brainwashed by CIA. Research throws doubt on the murder of John Lennon in New York. British author David Whelan has examined fatal shooting on December 8th, 1980. He has unearthed many documents that suggest cops misunderstood murder. So I won't have time... And, uh, but I was going to play footage of an ex New York cop detective that uh, spent some times in the DEA and missing persons and it's a really interesting interview that he gives. I will have to uh, do quite a bit of a job on the editing on it at some point but um, yeah, misunderstanding murders. He gives an example of some stuff with the son of Sam that he's got some very interesting things to say because he was around that sort of stuff. So I might play that at some future show but I think we've got enough on my plate today that I won't be able to fit that in but uh, yeah there's some interesting stuff. Whelan has unearthed a trove of documents relating to the killing including gunman Mark Chapman's hit list published for the first time here which as well as the former Beatle also featured Marlon Brando and former first lady Jackie Kennedy Onassis and intriguingly Whelan's research for a forthcoming book into the former Beatle's death has raised a series of troubling questions about exactly how the killing was carried out and why. Mr. Whelan, 56, has spoken to key figures involved in the aftermath of the shooting. These include the surgeon who treated Lennon and two nurses who assisted, as well as uncovering other witness testimonies which don't appear to correspond with the official narrative. There's that word again, narrative, and Jimmy's going to be explaining uh, a lot about narratives. Uh, This is the infamous hit list compiled by Mark Chapman, the assassin... Anyway... I won't go down the whole rabbit hole we can read more for yourself and we'll just scroll down and see the comments on that but yeah the idea of narratives official narratives and things not matching up is often a theme right let's have a little look at best rated worst rated then um up 9.77 down 67 he asked Lennon for his autograph and then shot him this is total crap okay I don't know enough about the case but it sounds like the, that's the top comment on the daily section Denmark section that, that they're not in for you know they're totally in for the idea that masks were counterproductive and that a narrative was told to get you to say them but they're not up for the whole John Lennon conspiracy thing fair enough I don't don't know anything about this one. I just thought I'd throw it in there. Um, up five three three down forty one. I'm sorry, but he was caught red-handed with the gun. Yeah, just a little thought off the top of my head here is that yeah, if it, if it is a CIA MK Ultra mind control job, then you can catch him red-handed with the gun in it. That's the whole point. Um, just but wait, I have no idea whether that was involved or anything like that. There's certainly you know. I'm sure this author's probably got a... What is he, a researcher or something like that? He's probably going to make a few quid out of this new theory, one way or the other, isn't he? It doesn't mean he's right or wrong, I'm just saying, you know. And good luck to him for it, you know. Good luck to him for it. But, yeah, I'll leave that one there. Just something a little out of the blue. I don't know what to make of that at all. I'm on far much more um, common ground with... I don't know. Should have a look at the whole jimmy door situation yeah let, let's uh let's go straight into jimmy now so i think that this is it, it, although it's just a comedian and um, his uh, podcast cohorts just having a chat uh, i think this is actually a really brilliant bit of journalism if you define journalism as giving lots of different points of view on the same personality and their issues being able to look at it from uh different perspectives and presenting it all to the viewer and letting them make up their own mind that's what i think journalism should be and it's great because he does that it's great because he looks at some of the things he agrees with some of the things he disagrees with he doesn't get drawn into personality he keeps it to issues there i i love the fact that jimmy has took the vaccine and then changed his mind about it the ability to think critically and go, I was wrong, here's new evidence, I'm changing my mind. You can see that that and that ability to be able to do that is that, that critical thinking ability is on display here as he puts that kind of logic into the issues. And Frank Zappa said it best, minds work best when they're open, like a parachute. And I think it's really important to do that and it's really important to help you grow is to be able to look at your mistakes. Fighters learn best from their losses, as they say. And Jimmy's obviously done that on a few things. And I'm certain that someone could play me a podcast from the stuff that I did on Radio Lewis 10 years ago and say, Jim, you know, do you still believe that? And I'd go, no. I've changed my mind. I was wrong and new information has come to light, and rather than getting bogged down in tribalism and letting my ego get involved to go, I can't admit I was wrong, I'm going to admit I was wrong. I'm gonna look at how I was wrong, why I was wrong, was there an agenda involved to fool me, or was it just my own moronity or ego or other insert flaw here? And I think this this is just a really good example of it and uh, he breaks down that the again the whole idea of what RFK was saying about corporate and state merging and what George Kylan was saying about non-critically thinking people and then Jimmy goes on to say how you can take advantage of those non-critically thinking people through narrative control and he, I think he gives a really good breakdown of today's media. Here he is then.
4: Tucker Carlson and Fox News part ways. This is from The Hill. Tucker Carlson is part of ways with Fox News. The network said on Monday, we thank him for his service to the network as a host. And prior to that, as a contributor, Carlson's last show was Friday. The network said Tucker Carlson was Fox's top rated primetime host netting an average of more than 3 million viewers per night, the most of any pundit on cable television. His departure from the network came less than a week after Fox agreed to pay $787 million to settle a defamation lawsuit brought by Dominion Voting Systems over coverage of former President Trump's false claims of voter fraud in the company's software. But here's this from the LA Times. The decision to fire Tucker Carlson came straight from Fox Corps chairman Rupert Murdoch according to people familiar with the situation. Murdoch is said to be concerned over Carlson's coverage of the January 6th, 2021 protests at the Capitol, where the host has promoted the conspiracy theory that it was provoked by government agents. So that's the line that people close to Rupert Murdoch are apparently giving, that this was over Tucker Carlson's coverage of January 6th. And certainly this was a surprise to Tucker Carlson, because here he is on Friday night, at the close of what turned out to be his last show.
2: And I'm especially grateful for the pie. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Employee of the week. We're going to just make it of the year. Tyler Morrell of Coco's Pizza. That's it for us for the week. We'll be back. By the way, the entire episode of Let Them Eat Bugs, not quite as good as pizza, streaming now on Fox (laughs) Nation. Use the promo code ORIGINALS for 30 days free. And we'll be back on Monday. In the meantime, have the best weekend with the ones that you love. And we'll see you then. Whoa.
5: Now get your pizzas and get
2: out.
6: <laughs> now can I just can I just jump in uh, and say that I challenge the veracity of that claim by the LA Times or what Rupert Burdock says that the real reason why they're firing him is because of his January sixth coverage. That's <laughs> not that's not why. They're they're firing him. For several reasons. The biggest one was that he finally brought on RFK Jr. and they told the truth about Big Pharma. Big Pharma funds news to 70 percent. And so I'm, I'm guessing that was the last straw. <clears throat> I also know that there is a split inside the Murdoch family. And Rupert Murdoch has been wanting to get rid of Tucker for a while. And so they I guess there is just enough things. And I think that the 70 percent advertisers coming down on them, Big Pharma, I think that was all it took.
4: What, what do you think, Aaron? Well, Jimmy, here's that clip you're talking about. Here's Lee Fong reporting it. Tucker Carlson last week ripped Big Pharma spending hundreds of millions of dollars on TV ads and news outlets routinely parroting drug industry talking points. Is there a single example of a CNN, MSNBC, or other Fox News host ever discussing TV advertising corruption? No. And here is, here's what Tucker said. And Try this at home. Ask yourself, is any news organization you know
2: of so corrupt that it's willing to hurt you on behalf of its biggest advertisers? Anyone who' do that is obviously Pablo Escobar level corrupt wow. and should not be trusted. Wow. What would that look like? That level of corruption. Wow. Well, imagine that the Trump administration had made it mandatory for American citizens to buy my pillow. That's one of Fox News's biggest advertisers. Imagine the administration declared that if you didn't rush out and buy at least one my pillow and then at least another booster pillow, you would not be allowed to eat out. You couldn't re-enter your own country. You couldn't have a paying job. MyPillow, they told you with a straight face, was the very linchpin of our country's public health system. Now imagine as they told you that, that Fox as a news organization endorsed it, amplified the government's message. Imagine if Fox News attacked anyone who refused to buy MyPillow as an ally of Russia, as an enemy of science. And then imagine that Fox kept up those libelous attacks even as evidence mounted that my pillow caused heart attacks, fertility problems, and death. If Fox News did that, what would you think of Fox News? Would you trust us? Of course you wouldn't. You would know that we were liars. Thank heaven, Fox News never did anything like that, but the other channels did. The other channels took hundreds of millions of dollars from big pharma companies, and then they shilled for their sketchy products on the air. And as they did that, they maligned anyone who was skeptical of those products. At the very least, this was a moral crime. It was disgusting, but it was universal. It happened across the American news media. They all did it. So at this point, the question isn't who in public life is corrupt, too many to count. Who it? The question is, who is telling the truth?
6: Oh my God. No what? no what? I didn't see this. No wonder they fired him. Are you kidding me? So does he laid it out. He, <clears throat> he's, he's giving the game away and he's the number one news show on a, and because and the reason why Tucker Carlson is able to tell you this truth about how the advertising game works in corporate news is because they took away all his advertisers. and so now he's free to say that kind of stuff. And but apparently he wasn't because the hammer came down from the top.
4: And this was, well, again, let me throw it to you, Aaron. What do you think that this was? Well, so he's we have the clip there. He's challenging big pharma. But also nobody on cable news was even close to him. And no. Comparable in challenging the war state. Right. Not even close. No one covered the issues that he did. And we'll get to that in our next segment. He also featured leftist voices like us. That's right. Which nobody else would on Nobody
6: would bring on. And the the, the reason why me, you, Glenn Greenwald, go on Tucker Carlson, uh, because... MSNBC, CNN, ABC wouldn't bring people on who had an anti-war message or wanted to debunk Russiagate. Even even a, a Democracy Now! stopped bringing people on uh, to debunk Russiagate,
4: right? They stopped have bringing on you. They stopped bringing on... Uh, um, Stephen F. Cohen, the late scholar, who Cohen. was one of their top guests. He was banned. He was also welcome on Tucker show.
6: Glenn Greenwald yep. was b- banned from, uh, so so yeah, t- t- Tucker Carlson, this might blow a lot of sh- Lib's minds, but Tucker Carlson doing way better journalism, especially in the last couple years, than uh, everybody else combined in cable news. They're all horrible. He would tell the truth about Julian Assange, he would tell the truth about Syria, he would tell the truth about uh, Venezuela, he would tell the truth about Uh, Ukraine right now. And now he's telling the truth about vaccines and how big pharma corrupted everything around
4: covid. Here's Max Blumenthal, Tucker Carlson, Fox's top rated host and the most outspoken, influential critic of NATO's Ukraine proxy war. National TV was fired just weeks after the 20th anniversary of MSNBC firing its top rated host, Phil Donahue, for opposing the Iraq war. U.S. cable news is regime Media. I just want to point out that I tweeted out the same sentiment before Max tweeted that out. So that was, <laughs> if you go track. I had to, that. I had that. So look at this. It, like sh- there it is. So now there are zero people telling the truth about Ukraine or war in general on TV news. Zero.
6: No, I also I tweeted out the thing about Phil Donahue. Okay. So I that, that was a big, nice <laughs> pull for me. I bet you Max copied
4: me. I'm sure he did. Uh, here's Glenn Greenwald. Tucker was the cable host who most, and I would say only, Opposed the U.S. proxy war in Ukraine. Only one. Who else? No one else. Zero. If if there was another person, we would know. uh, Absolutely. Denounced the CIA, FBI, and Department of Homeland Security for its systemic lies and corruption. Devoted himself to a pardon for Julian Assange. And also covered the issue of Julian Assange when nobody else did. That's right. Objected to regime change efforts in Cuba. Criticized Trump administration's militarism. And I pointed out, he also accurately covered and challenged the dirty war on Syria, including... I would argue one of the most censored stories in cable in history, the OPCW's doing a yes. cover up scandal, unlike everybody else on cable TV and almost all of leftist media, and for all my disagreements with Tucker, immigration, China, domestic policy. It's just a fact on certain issues, really important issues, like Ukraine, neocon policy, the Syria dirty war, Julian Assange censoring dissenting voices, he was more accurate and adversarial. Than anybody else on TV, and even in most leftist media, it's just it's sad, but it's true. And um, again, it would blow most people's minds to know that. But you
6: know, he has hired he has more Democrats watching him in the demo than uh, MSNBC. Absolutely, yes. And there can't be that many people hate watching. <laughs> there can't be more people hate more Democrats hate watching Tucker than are love watching Rachel Maddow. Yep. So you know what I mean? Okay. Um, And so that's why they, so cable news, as Chomsky pointed out, the news business is about manufacturing consent. Well, Tucker stopped manufacturing consent on several several fronts. He stopped manufacturing COVID consent, vaccine consent. He stopped manufacturing consent about the war, which is one of the biggest. So those are the two biggest things you, cannot, <laughs> you can stop manufacturing consent about. And so th- he's not useful to the machine anymore. And yeah. that's why they took away all his advertising, but he was still useful to. And so now that's that. Go ahead. You want to say something, Kurt?
5: I just saw some clip of him. He must have just done this t- speech at like the Heritage Foundation. Defending the black socialists
6: yes. who got arrested. Yes. I got
4: that clip. You oh, show that. No, yeah.
6: Oh, that's another thing, too. Yeah, he's the
4: only one. He he blew the whistle on RussiaGate, right? Absolutely, he did. Uh he covered, he called uh bullshit on RussiaGate from the start and brought on leftists like us who would challenge it when other leftists, yeah. when leftist outlets would freeze us out. But Wyatt Reed points this out that even though uh, advertisers boycotted Tucker Carlson, because he was the highest-rated host, he was still incredibly valuable to the network. So, right. Wyatt Reed says, Fox lost more money by firing Tucker Carlson than it spent to settle the Dominion lawsuit. Oh, and already, you think? shares of Fox Core, the network's parent company, fell by 5% after the announcement of Tucker Carlson leaving, wiping $690 million from its market value. And even though the Dominion oh settlement God. was more, Fox will ultimately pay less because they can write off some They're of that. They're going to get a tax cut exactly. <laughs> Is yeah. Fox going to yeah. replace him with Dylan Mulvaney? <laughs> <laughs> so that's an example where the bottom line, it's not just about the bottom line. Insofar as Tucker's stance against militarism influences firing, which I think it did, then this, this the companies are not just there for their profits. They're also there to enforce the state line. That speaks to what Max said about this being regime media whether it's fox news or msnbc and journalists as you've
6: noticed with the twitter files and other things they're they're not there to tell you the truth about anything just like with, with covid or the war or the twitter files or for censorship that the journalists in america 99.99 percent of them are there for narrative control and they can't wait to do it and so what that <laughs> another name for that is manufacturing consent and so uh, Tucker decided to stop manufacturing consent, and he wasn't doing the narrative control. In fact, they had to control his narrative, and so now you know where he
4: is. But, uh, go ahead, you have more to show? Well, there's a lot more. I mean, first of all, just to show, I mean, he's a He's a weird dude. I mean, for example, his views on immigration, I found to be pretty vile. So, for example, this is some of the stuff you said. So now
6: here's where, yeah, here's where we can both wholeheartedly disagree with Tucker. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to stand with him to oppose nuclear war. Absolutely. Or censorship or authoritarianism from vaccine passports.
4: So here, let's watch. This is the part. Well, this is an example of the kind of vile stuff you would say about immigrants.
2: Instead, our leaders demand that you shut up and accept this. We have a moral obligation to admit the world's poor, they tell us, even if it makes our own country poorer and dirtier and more divided. Immigration is a form of atonement. Previous leaders of our country committed sins. We must pay for those sins by welcoming an endless chain of migrant caravans. That's the argument they make. If it sounds like something that some dopey sociology professor at Long Beach State thought up half drunk in the 70s, you're right. That's pretty much exactly what it is. Yes,
4: yeah, so that's the stuff where you know. I don't. Yeah. When was well, this? I don't know. That's a, that's a few years ago. But that's the kind of stuff. Was where this when
5: there was the caravan that was coming up from somewhere? It was like a huge story for like a month. Do you remember we talking yes, about? Yes, I do remember. Maybe. That. Yeah. Yes, the caravan.
6: They were all criminals. And uh, was it
5: like the boat? Maryl boat left again. Was that what it was like? The, or, ju- no.
6: Well, the joke I used to do is there are a thousand Hispanics. They're all criminals and they're walking to America. And I'm like, what kind of a criminal walks across Mexico the long way and then steals a car? <laughs> right those are some pretty remedial Good criminals point. i think we could absorb those <laughs> but you so you object mostly to what he said about more immigrants make our country poorer and dirtier? Dirty. yeah i mean yeah. If, no
5: if, if you hire so many of them as cleaning people it doesn't if, add up that doesn't add up
6: <laughs> that doesn't add up at all right so <laughs> uh, um, so yeah so uh, we i would vehemently push back against that yeah, of course on him is that because I think immigrants actually make our country stronger well, what is he saying
5: yeah. if this was a few years ago is that part of the reason he's gone is not saying enough stuff like that and saying too much stuff like the other like well the hey other I mean yeah. he
4: certainly has in last few years he's certainly done a lot more segments that are anti-war pro Julian Assange this is just a sample of some of the Julian Assange segments he did which and that right there is more than most other cable news shows combined everyone else just ignores Julian Assange or cheers on his imprisonment Tucker Carlson not only covered it, but actually lobbied hard the Trump administration to give him a pardon. which Yes, ultimately and he would happen. bring me
6: on to talk about it yeah. all the time, even when he didn't agree with me on that. He let me come on his show and advocate for Julian Assange, and
4: uh, that was nobody else would do that. Here's Michael Tracy. Fox News has eliminated the only reason why anyone under 40 <laughs> pays any attention to Fox News. <laughs> That is true, and you know, and this idea that he was a Trump sycophant—he wasn't. It's just not true. For example, Fox's Tucker Carlson breaks with colleagues and criticizes Trump's strike on Iranian generals yes. when Trump sided again with his neocon cabinet. People like Tucker, Tucker Carlson was pretty much the only Republican voice, prominent one, to criticize that. Uh, and um, here's Anya Parmpil; she points this out. I wrote in March: if the Dominion lawsuit succeeds in bankrupting Trump, bankrupting Fox. Sorry, Fox or even casting Tucker Carlson as a network scapegoat, it will have succeeded in punishing the media's preeminent opponent of the escalating Ukraine proxy war. Yep. It is interesting that right after this Dominion settlement yep. happens, he gets fired. But what's interesting, he often gets accused of you know, pushing Trump's claims about January 6th, but he didn't. He pushed back on them. This is a CNN media reporter pointing this out. I didn't know that he did
5: because the way I've, and even now I saw it get reported, it sounds like, they do not mention that he was like. There's no evidence for this. I know
4: they never mentioned that, but they. they
5: I didn't know until we did the
4: story. Exactly you mean for the Dominion thing. Yes, yes I yeah. had no
5: idea. He's the only guy on his show who was saying the same thing he was saying off in this phone yes. conversation.
4: Yes, but the media leaves that part except for the, this one case. This is all, Oliver Darcy. He's a reporter with CNN. This is one of the few times that an establishment media journalist will acknowledge this. Tucker Carlson calls out Sidney Powell, and this was the lawyer who was you know pushing. close to Trump and pushing all this stuff about vote rigging by Dominion. Uh, calls out Sidney Powell, saying he asked her for evidence to support her election fraud claims, but she never sent us any evidence despite a lot of requests, polite requests, not a page. Uh, And here he is. We took Sidney Powell seriously. We had no intention of fighting with her. We've always respected her work.
2: We simply wanted to see the details. How could you not want to see them? So we invited Sidney Powell on the show. We would have given her the whole hour. We would have given her the entire week, actually, and listened quietly the whole time at rapt attention. That's a big story. But she never sent us any evidence, despite a lot of requests, polite requests, not a page. When we kept pressing, she got angry and told us to stop contacting her. When we checked with others around the Trump campaign, people in positions of authority, they told us Powell has never given them any evidence either, nor did she provide any today at the press conference. Powell did say that electronic voting is dangerous, and she's right. We're with her there. But she never demonstrated that a single actual vote was moved illegitimately by software, from one candidate to another not one So why are we telling you this we're telling you this because it's true and in the end that's all that matters the truth it's our only hope it's our best defense
4: now imagine someone on MSNBC or CNN saying that about Russia gate -gate. we're telling you this there's no evidence of a Trump Russia conspiracy or that uh, that Russia uh, rigged the votes uh, hacked the votes because it's the truth There's not one comparable personality on either of those networks. CNN or MSNBC would ever say something like that.
6: No, that's, and again, people... so look what they do this to Joe Rogan. They do it to Tucker Carlson. As soon as they start telling the truth, everybody loved Tucker Carlson before when he wore a bow tie. The thing and he that was, you showed, and he was repeating because t- you don't yeah. see talking points on Iraq War and all that. They all loved him. Everybody, Rachel Maddow used to do a show with him. Everybody loved him. Uh, but but then is it, but the problem is he started telling the truth that they didn't like, and so they have to just like they did to uh, the, the guitarist who got in, vaccine injured, Clapton
5: Eric Clapton. Yeah, they
6: immediately go. He's a racist. He's a sexist. He's a, he's a racist.
5: Same thing they yeah. did
6: to Bernie Sanders. He's a sexist. He's a Russian. Uh, the same. So because and it wasn't. It's not because of the stuff that they claim they don't like about Tucker. It's that. It's
5: yeah. The, it was three years old. The one he showed. That's right. Because Him he talking won, about immigrants. That was fine. His job was not in jeopardy when he said the those kind things. Of, that's Absolutely. the kind of
6: stuff that Bill and Hillary Clinton used to say uh, that, that about immigrants. They used to say that stuff. That, so <laughs> again,
4: uh, yes. Go ahead, over to you. Well, yeah, and look, here he is, speaking recently, talking about the media being part of the control apparatus. Oh, this
6: is unbelievable. This is why they let him go.
2: And he
4: even even said, I'm part of the problem. Oh, this is on full sense. I've
2: spent my whole life in the media. My dad was in the media. Like, That is a big part of the revelation that's changed my life, is the media are part of the control apparatus. Like, there's no... Yeah, I know, I know, because you're younger and smarter, and you're like... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but what if amazing. you're me and you spent your whole life in that world?
6: Oh. And to
2: look around and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow. Not only are they part of the problem, but I spent most of my life being part of the problem defending the Iraq war. Like I actually did that. Can you imagine if you did that? Wow.
1: Well, what do you think? What is one of your biggest regrets in your career? Well,
2: defending the Iraq war. That
6: is it? Well, I've had a million
2: <laughs> regrets. Not being more skeptical. Yeah calling people names when I should have listened to what they were saying. Look, when you, when someone makes a claim, there's only one question that's important at the very beginning, which is, is the claim true or not? Hmm. So I say, you know, you committed murder or you rigged the last election before you attack me as a crazy person for saying that maybe you should explain whether you did it or not. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And for too long, I participated in the Culture where I was like, anyone who thinks outside these pre-prescribed lanes is crazy, is a conspiracy theorist. And I just really regret that. I'm ashamed that I did that. And and partly it was age, partly it was the world that I grew up in. So when you when you look at me and you're like, yeah, of course, they're part of the means of control. I'm like, that's obvious to you because you're 28. But I just didn't see it at all, at all.
6: And I'm ashamed of
2: that. Isn't
1: that what the media? Uh, so, the, again,
6: We've, I think we did witness a red pilling of Tucker Carlson, and that's why he became the focus of people trying to get him canceled uh, because he went against the establishment narrative in such a hard way. And by the way, as soon as he started doing that, his show became the most popular show on on cable news because people are hungry for that kind of a message. People I'm sure people got a kick out of it when he brought on. Uh, Anya Parampel or Aaron Maté or me to debunk the wars and to, to tell them a counter narrative that you're not going to hear on MSNBC, CNN or anyplace else on Fox. And uh, as soon as he went against that, he became popular. And as soon as he mm. went against that, that's when the propaganda media smears against him came. And that's when they tried to get, they took away all his advertisers. That usually does it, that got rid of Glenn Beck. But it didn't do it this time because he is so popular. But then it finally came down from Rupert Burdock because it came down from, I'm sure, Big Pharma.
0: So well, I really enjoyed Jimmy's uh, take on that and it was fascinating to listen to Tucker Carlson's recent podcast interview where he says where he has that revelation about himself about the media and that to me is what happens when a critically thinking person applies their critical thinking skills and goes oh wow i i've been duped i was part of the problem i need to change and that very much came across uh his shows as uh, i don't watch them regularly by dip in and out of things over the years and like jimmy i agree with a lot and disagree with some of what he said and as jimmy said he got as he told more and more the truth he got more and more popular now what happens with that audience has he got through to enough people has that critical thinking skills where he's gone hey I was part of the problem and guess what there is a problem with narrative control and I was part of it I couldn't have been part of something that didn't exist and I'm going to start telling you about it and his audience responds and then they fire him what's going to happen to uh, to the amount of people on Fox News when you know as Jimmy says <laughs> one of their biggest and only reasons to tune into Fox News was he was the one telling the most truth and now it's just going to look even more obvious that it's like Hey, it looks like he's going to get fired for telling the truth Oh, he's told more truth than he's got fired What's going to happen is more and more people In days gone by They would usually go for another presenter on the same network Or something like that Or maybe try a different network But what happens when people go Hey, he was fired for being part of an establishment media system And speaking out against that system I don't think I'm going to listen to anything from that system anymore Where do they go? What do they listen to? Well, you can always tell them to listen to this (laughs) attempt at a podcast. Thanks very much for listening here today.